Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about the classics. My name is Chase, and I will be your entirely quiet producer. This one may be the weirdest yet, as it completely lacks Cassie or me. Cassie and I just move, and Cassie is in the process of producing a production of Godspell, so uh, Beth and Ryan were gracious enough to take this episode and, well, you'll hear. If you like what you hear, come hang out with us on our network's Patreon Discord. You can access it through our Patreon at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. You can also find our website with a link to the merch store at shakespearepod.com. And now, on with the show. I'm really excited about this. This is the first time. They never leave us alone I know. together. This is this is the first ever time we've done this without uh our overlord without supervision overlord she's a she's a benevolent overlord most of the time well i mean in the beginning we didn't have cassie but we've always had chase i know this is a greenly free production That's now wild. when cassie and i recorded alone together we um we produced like two hour long episodes, two two hour long episodes. So I assume that's what we're doing tonight. No, I don't think we're oh. gonna go for four hours. Um, no, I, I think, think so uh, I think basically we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna do something uh, goofy and uh, I mean on brand for I, which is goofy and Shakespeare related. Oh, is it Shakespeare? Oh yeah, this is the Shakespeare podcast, and it doesn't matter because Cassie's not here to go third. Um, I can go first then. This is Beth Roars. This is Ryan Halfhill, and we are Greenly Free. It's just us. It's Shakespeare Greenly Free edition. Um, episode. I'm a little. I'm whatever. a little nervous because the Mad Men are running the in house or something. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, uh, the inmates. The are inmates running are the running asylum. the asylum. Yeah. But uh, episode 94 of Shakespeare, it took us 94 episodes to go greenly free. I know. To... They did. They went without us once. Well, yeah. So they're the shake and we're the beer. Yeah. They, they went without us once because they were on vacation out in Oregon and did uh, a betrayal episode with Ty- Tyler Lemons. But betrayal. And I always enjoy... When somebody out there listens to our opinions and has a very visceral reaction to it, so that like six months after we've recorded something, I get a text out of the blue. Oh yeah, from someone going, "What the hell are you talking about?" Of that course, thing, he threw the that, gold away. It was important. That, or stone that soup thing is you a, said is stupid, and this like, is yeah. why it was supposed to be stupid. It's a podcast and i love I, I love those text messages uh mostly i get them from tyler lemons um occasionally from michael porteous joel payne's my favorite joel every once in a while i'll get one uh from joel payne as yeah. well which i mean it's only fitting joel payne michael porteous tyler lemons you and me i mean that's where this podcast uh, was originally birthed from was Lion Face and like add in Chris and that's the original 
That's the crew. original cast. Yeah. That's the original the or the original, you know, Lion Face Productions, which eventually led to Shakespeare. This. You know, so okay. those are the, like, yes, I am not surprised that of the people that are gonna listen to this and send us like your hot takes are dumb, here are my hot takes. They come from lo- those people. I just love it because I'm doing something <laughs> Uh, productive with my life. I'm not inebriated, and I forget what I say 20 seconds after I say it. Uh, because often it's just vocal vomit. Yeah. So yeah. I have well, no idea what I talked about. Well, and, and they come back at me while I'm grocery shopping. Like, oh, 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 I don't know. I was drunk. Hold on. Let me get drunk again real quick. See if I can remember. And sometimes we say shit in the moment that just like... Uh... I don't... I don't really mean it. I I mean I said it, but like I'm easily dissuaded from my hot take. Although yeah. you're gonna have to do a lot to dissuade me that Pericles is not the greatest Shakespeare play. Bar none. Uh, maybe not the greatest piece of literature. I mean But the greatest Shakespeare play. In all honesty, whether I disagree with that or not. I have no interest in dissing you <laughs> from that opinion. I know factually I, that Lear, that Hamlet, that Macbeth are stellar pieces of literature and that they will stand the test of time in a way Pericles has never and will never. I mean, but if we're going to throw down, like, I don't know if I can let you do Time of Athens dirty. Oh, Yeah. Time time and Pericles 2020. We have the shirts. The shirts exist. It's true. true. There's going to be a moment in my life where I'm going to be walking down the street and I'm going to look at a theater and they're going to have an ad out for a Shakespeare play they're doing. And it's going to be Time of Athens or it's going to be Pericles. And I'm going to squeal. Like, I'm gonna buy tickets. The, like if, yeah, if I, like a like a girl seeing BTS for the first time. Like if, it's just gonna be crazy. If I see some any theater company, like anywhere, and I like happen to be jaunting by and I'm like, oh fuck, they're putting Pericles Prince attire up. Shit. I'm walking in <laughs> and buying tickets. We oh man, we gotta extend our stay another two days so that I can see this show. Because I've gotta watch Pericles. Uh, well, the Strat- or- Stratford Festival is doing streaming passes again this year. Are they? Are they doing Pericles or Timon of Athens? I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Because if they are, we uh, that is going to have to be like a Patreon episode where we stream. We're going to live stream that? Yeah, we, we will stream... Uh, Pericles or, or Timon of Athens, and we will, you know, do a, a running commentary. Oh, uh, R&J, A Midsummer Night Dream, an Edward Albee, Three Tall Women. Uh, mm. That's my Edward Albee feelings. You're, you're, that was your that was your. I've been Albee doing face. community theater too long. That's my Edward Albee that face. That was your Albee face. Blech. Blech. It goes along with my Neil Simon face, which is... Hork. Hork. So yeah, we are off the leash. I have a fun activity for us. I have a choose-your-own-adventure Shakespeare novel that I thought we could go through, if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking throw down. Okay. 
So you're going to be making the choices. All right. You're going to read and I will. I'm going to read. You're going to make the choices. And this one is. uh, Listeners, this is either going to be very entertaining or boring as shit. I'm hoping for a little of both. All right. So this one's, this one is to be or not to be a choosable path adventure by Ryan North. I like the guy's name already. I do as well. Did we pass this past Greenlee? Are we breaking protocol? He's going to be like, you guys can't just read somebody's book. No, you brought it up. You mentioned it. Did I? Okay. All right. Look, we read people's book all the time. It's true. This one just has copyright. All right. Well, send the check, the legal fees to Ryan. He's in Columbus and makes more money than I do. All right. So you've been born. Congratulations. Good work on that thing. Now, surprise. Babies are boring. So we're going to jump ahead in time to a point where you're an adult and have already lived a bunch of your life. But I promise most of what we're skipping was really dull. You ate a lot, slept a lot, made some friends, tears were shed, makeouts were totally had. A bunch of high school stuff, awesome stuff starts now. So let's begin. Remind me. Who are you? Are you Ophelia, an awesome lady in her late 20s, calm, competent, and resourceful? She got a plus one bonus to science, but she's got a negative <laughs> negative one weakness against water. So heads up. <laughs> Are you Hamlet? He's an emo teen in his early 30s. Also the Prince of Denmark. <laughs> How fucking accurate is that, though? That was so... An emo teen in his early yeah. 30s? Oh, that was so fucking accurate. He has a plus one resistance to magic, but there's no magic in this adventure, and it never gets mentioned again as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> or are you Hamlet Sr.? He's the king of Denmark, 50 years old, super good at fighting, and leading men into battle, and naps. Let's say a plus one to each. Look, bottom line, he's unstoppable machine of death. You should choose to be him. You may enjoy a kingly experience. <laughs> uh, so, who do you want to be? I'm going to go ahead, and because it's an option, I am going to choose the ghost. Of, it's not the ghost, you're Hamlet Sr. Sorry, a Hamlet, uh, Hamlet the first. Um, having played having played him twice in productions of Hamlet in his more ethereal form, um, I'm right. go with that. we got to turn all the way to page 444 then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. You are King Hamlet. All of Denmark is under your control. Everything's going so great for you. At at present, you're in Norway, where just this afternoon you led Denmark's forces to an astounding victory, during which you personally killed the Norwegian king. Stabbed him right through his head, you did. His eye popped out, rolled on the ground, then you stepped on it. That's gross. Don't step on people's eyes. It was there. What was I supposed to do? Your ass is bad. You are a badass. You decide after a day of being good at fighting, you should have a nap. You've earned it. You settle down in an orchard for some nappy time. During your delightful rest, your brother pours some poison in your ear and you die. Surprise! You didn't know poison worked that way. I didn't know poison worked that way. Fuck your ear poison. Fuck your ear poison. Ha ha! Wow, you barely made one choice so far and you're dead already. (laughs) Way to go, champ. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good at books, huh? (laughs) It's just a stellar job you're doing reading here, Chuckles. (laughs) The end. That's all it says. So good good job. Okay, so then it says turn to page uh, 542. Or, okay, fine. I feel sorry for you. 
Here's a choice that you can choose. Become a ghost or don't become a ghost. Well, clearly I'm going to choose to become a ghost. I got to look at what 542 was. <laughs> I can't do pages. Oh, ho, ho. it's a picture of the dead king. <laughs> slapping the side of his ear, getting the poison out. Uh-huh. Aww. All right, do you want to be a ghost or not a ghost? Yes. So, yes, ghost? Yeah, obviously. All right. Become a ghost. 472. Good news! The afterlife exists, and it's full of ghosts. You know this because you're one of them now. You could spend all of your time slamming doors, rattling change, and telling on the person who killed you. But here's the thing. I, the author, told you, the reader, that your brother poisoned you in your ear while you napped. But you, as Hamlet Sr., have no idea how you died. You slept through the whole thing. So you need to figure out how you were killed. But, and if you're going to revenge, revenge yourself on your murderer. Assuming you even were murdered, because remember, for all you know, you could have died of a heart attack. This is an example of dramatic irony. Only since... We're in second person. It's an amazing example of an entirely new species of dramatic irony. Something I'm going to call second person pronoun paradoxical auto (laughs) dramatic irony. You are now aware of the information that you are not aware of. (laughs) This should be fun. Okay. Do you want to accept that you died of a heart attack? Or listen in on people's conversations and see if any of them talk about how they totally killed you? I will choose to listen... In on conversations about how people totally killed me. So some of the pictures in this book are amazing and nonsensical because it's all out of order. So here's just a picture of a dude who's dead. You can tell because he's got X's for eyes. Well, yeah, obviously that's how you tell someone's dead. Yeah, he's got a half-eaten leg and there's a cauldron with like a head sticking out of it cooking. What's cooking? I don't know. I don't know. Clearly his dinner. All right, we're going to listen in on people? Yes. All right, this one's long, so I'm probably going to skip a lot. You hang around in Norway for a bit, trying to listen on what people are saying, but they're speaking Norwegian, and you only speak Danish. So you understand Norwegian is a little difficult. It all sounds like Swedish to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's some Scandinavian jokes right there. You nod your head, agreeing that all of this is both accurate and extremely interesting. And while these three languages... Oh, man. This is a long paragraph all about how those three languages are together. Well, they're all very similar. They all share... Very similar. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the good news. It turns out written Danish and written Norwegian are actually pretty similar. Similar. So you spend the next several nights haunting people, quietly reading their diaries while they sleep peacefully in their bed. You stalker. Well, you asked if I wanted to listen in on people. What did you expect? You'd be creepy. Duh. Duh. Ghost just loves sneaking peeks at the secrets of the living. It takes a while, but you finally find a diary of someone who wrote the day you died, that she was wandering in the garden, minding her own business, when she saw some Danish guy pour something into another Danish guy's ear. Hey, that sounds like what could have happened to you. Remember, you don't know what exactly happened to you because of that new irony we invented. All right, so are you going to wake up this person and ask her about it? 
Or wake up this person and hold a piece of paper where you've written down a question asking her about it. I'm going to go with just the wake up and ask about it. Just wake up and ask? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, 279. You're bad at this. Oh. Bang! You bang some pots and pans together until she wakes up. Hey, I'm a ghost, but I, but not any of you know. <coughs> but not anyone you know. Listen, tell me about this garden murder you saw. In response, the woman looks at you terrified. She says something in Norwegian. You suddenly feel dumb. You're already a spooky ghost. But now... You're a spooky ghost talking to her in a language she doesn't even know. Anyway, by the time you find the piece of paper and write down, Hey, I don't want to kill you. It's too late. The woman has run out of the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is terrible. I made a bad I know. Choice. You kind of blew it there, King Hamlet. How do I write? I'm a ghost. I don't know. Long story short, you eventually leave her alone, never find out who murdered you, settle down to a nice, pleasant afterlife with some other ghosts in Ghost Norway. You do charades with each other and everything until the end of time. It's pretty fun. So. Okay. That was short. Yeah. Now what? Apparently, ghost, I am a shitty. Uh, You're a shitty ghost. Ghost Hamlet. I Look, I have played the ghost of Hamlet twice in Hamlet. Neither time was that shitty. I mean, I died both times also, you know. I was dead. I was a ghost. So that part was true. Now, But at least I convinced my stupid 30-year-old teen emo son to avenge my foul <laughs> murder. My murder. Because, Most foul. Because my widow and my brother had made my couch a bed of luxury and damned incest. Yes. Incest. Dan, most... Incest, Most foul. A couch. A couch of incest. That's right. Do you think they made it a pull-out couch? <laughs> I hope it was a pull-out for... couch. Maybe he was trying for an air. How do you get busy <laughs> on a regular couch? Um, look, I've done that many times. Hi, Joyce. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Also, it's not a secret anymore. I got two kids. That's true. You have made <laughs> children. Every time she was trying, Joyce, every time. As to not get pregnant. <laughs> okay, so, well. Who do you want to be now? Well, obviously, I need to be Ophelia. I think you do, too. So, blah, 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 you were born, it was boring. Yes, skip to the part where All I right. choose, and I choose Ophelia. Do you do choose your own adventure with your kid? We haven't really. I actually, uh, funny enough, I got Hannah a choose your own adventure, like, board game. I got one for my brother, but he's never played it with me. We played it so once. It didn't go well. We need to try it again. Like, we failed. Like This, this 4th of July, we went to the middle of a field in Sylvania, like you do. And we're chilling out, waiting for the fireworks to start, and our kids are driving us crazy, so we do what every good parent would do. Um, we gave them our phone and sent them into the car. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you do. Like you do. Like our parents weren't able to do to us, but they would have totally if they could have. 
Right. And I think the reason I hear so much about screen time is because my mom's jealous because she had to deal with she had to two deal obnoxious with children. You and your fucking brother. Yeah. Exactly. Screen it's time not like is just... bad. They should just punch each other. Well, we can't just open the door and throw the kids out anymore and say, be back by the time the streetlights come on because somebody will snatch them. Yeah. Somebody will call CPS. Either way. I had just been to my mother's house and I had stolen from her bookshelf a Choose Your Own Adventure book from when we were a kid. It's the one with the invisible cloak in the attic. I don't know if I know that one. I mean, I might. Like, if I saw it, I would probably, you know. But it might seem like it's a really popular one to me because it's one that we had and so I read it a bunch. And well, so and seen that's it the everywhere. thing about Choose Your Own Adventure books. There's is, so many of them. Yes. Well, and like one of my favorite things, it was like a choose your own adventure book, but it was also like a RPG D&D thing. It was like a lo- the Lone Wolf series or like three books and they were choose your own adventure, but you had stats. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so like I fell in love with those when I was growing up and I have, I think I have the three books still. But, like, you pick your, like, what you were good at and you would get stats and stuff like that and then do a choose-your-own-adventure based off of that. I love it. I love choose-your-own-adventure. I love it. I read I'm not a so cheater. Many. I don't cheat. I read so many choose-your-own-adventure books growing up. I don't go back. You can't go back. Well, no, you can't go back. You don't leave your finger there once you make, you, you commit, once you commit to... Turn it's gone. Turn to page 392, you turn to fucking 392 and you see what happens. So, uh, and you know, next time you read the book, if you get to that choice, you just don't turn to fucking three ninety two if it's bad. We have I bought the boys a couple like Ninjago, yeah, and a Star Wars Choose Your Own Adventure Lego, because everything in our lives is Lego. That's fair. They will try to like, like James is pretty good about like he picks a path. He might want to keep going back and redoing the same path again until he gets an answer he wants, which is fine. That's not cheating. That's repetitious reading. It's a learning thing. Michael will want me to go back so he can pick the other one. Like no, he like every time. Cheating. He's like, "How is it cheating? It's our story." Ugh. No, don't. It's not. Don't understand. It's, I'm a purist. It's not your story. But either way, Fourth of July, Chris and I laid on a blanket in the middle of a field with a bunch of weirdos around us, kids in the car, as I read out loud a choose-your-own-adventure novel to him. That sounds great. It wasn't that bad, but the dog got us in the end because it could still smell us. Mm. That's still, that sounds like, like, I mean, take away the weirdos and the kids and like leave the kids somewhere else. And that's like a, a pretty good date. It wa- Yeah, it wasn't bad. The It wasn't mowed so much as like all of the stocks of whatever was out there. And I'm pretty sure it was hay. It was flattened. And so we're on top of the hay with some quilts. People are setting off, uh, like, spoke bombs and, like, actual bottle rocket fireworks. And I know it's been raining for the last two weeks straight here. Mm -hmm. We got mushrooms in the front yard and everything. But it hadn't been at 4th of July. It was dry. It was very dry. Oh, there were morons out down here. Like, so, this is the best house I have ever lived in for fireworks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We literally sit on our front step, front lawn, and watch 
where they set off the fireworks like a half a mile away from her, not even a half mile away from her house. So the fairgrounds is like our street dead ends into the fairgrounds. And then there is rising park is on the other side of the fairgrounds. And that's where the mountain is. And there's a big rocky, like stone monstrosity rising up in the middle of Lancaster. Well, they set off a bulk of the fireworks in the fairgrounds. The only thing that was hard to see was the groundworks because <clears throat> the uh, there's a light pole like right <laughs> right in the way for that and some trees and stuff. Um, but like all the normal fireworks, and we could still see like the tops of the groundworks from there. But then they set stuff off from on top of the mountain also, which was dope as hell. How many nights did they set off fireworks in your neighborhood? At least two weeks leading up to the fourth. And our fireworks down here were on the 5th. And there were people oh, that wow. were setting off fireworks during the fireworks. The fireworks? Where? There was some motherfucker in here in this neighborhood that must have bought like $3,000 yes. worth of fireworks and was setting them off every we day. We had... So ours was on the 3rd. Starting at like the 30th. People started putting them off every night. But on the actual fourth, at least three of the people in our complex pissed off the HOA by putting forward a rather spectacular, very professional display. Each one for about 10 minutes. So I'm pretty sure they had to be a couple thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. I don't know how they get away with it. Well, really especially care. because when you buy... They've never done it before. When you buy, All the other years we've lived here. When you buy fireworks in the state of Ohio, you have to sign paperwork that says that you're taking them out of the state. That's dumb. You can purchase fireworks in Ohio. Just can't set them off? You're not allowed to set them off in the state of Ohio. You can purchase them here. Now, obviously, everyone knows if you're buying fireworks here, it's because you're going to set them off here. Yeah. What I don't get is people in town. Like, I grew up out get, in the country. How do you get away with it? I grew up out in the country. And, like, but like, there's fireworks going off every night here for two weeks. And, like, not a single time was there a siren, like, hey, nothing. I caught you, motherfucker. You're doing this nothing. illegal thing. And maybe it was from living in BG so long. You'd see that go up in BG. Like, you see a firework go up, and you'd hear the siren start. Mm -hmm. And they may have been chasing it down because college students are dumb. College students are extra dumb. Normal people extra are dumb. just regular dumb. But I've been waiting for an HOA letter to come out. Like, hey, try not to burn down all the property. Don't, don't set the fucking neighborhood on fire, you dinks. I sat out on the... The kids slept through it. Otherwise, I'd have been going to find them. Yeah. So I just sat out on the back porch. I will like, say oh, that the finale was excessive. And it may be due to the fact that it was close proximity, but it was very long and very, very loud. Like, like we were all like, all right, I've seen enough of this finale. Like, <laughs> Well, they had last year's fireworks and this year's fireworks. Yeah, that might have been what happened. Is like... <laughs> James was done with the finale. He was done. He was ready to go home. He likes the fireworks, but you have to stay up too late. All right. So back to you being Ophelia. Give me your best Ophelia voice. Oh, my. Oh, that's good. 
This is my Ophelia right. voice. <laughs> I have some roles for you to play. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> right, you're Ophelia. You're beautiful and independent young lady. Of course and I am. It makes you roll your eyes when you think about it. You've fallen in love with the young prince. Prince Hamlet is funny, charming, and seems to like you a lot. You try not to get too excited about it because you're worried you might jinx it. But things really are going great. Only, it's been really hard doing this long-distance thing while you've been off at university. And you love studying at the Capitals. Science. You sure loved Hamlet's, and you're sure Hamlet's loved studying at Capital U undeclared. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, it has been, it hasn't been easy. And now you're both back together in Denmark for his father's funeral and his mother's second wedding. It's been harder still. Hamlet's really sad and you can't blame him. You know, his dad died. But they wish there was something you could do. When you last saw him, Hamlet mentioned how the castle seemed cold and drafty, and for some reason that stuck with you. You've been sitting at your desk trying to think of something you could give him that would help. A way to cheer him up, remind him he's got people who care about him. He wears these cloaks all the time, but he's always taking them off in warm rooms and putting them on the back of back on in cold rooms. If only there was some way you could keep the rooms at a uniform temperature, he wouldn't need to be constantly adjusting his clothes throughout the day. <laughs> then you can do it with your phone. <laughs> but you need some way of measuring the heat. Your thoughts are interrupted by a knock on the door. Who is it? You call. It's me, says your brother. Come on, let him in. Do you want to let him in or should you tell him you're busy? Oh, tell Laertes to fuck off. Tell Laertes to fuck off? You got it. 359. I always pass it by one. I don't want any borrower or lender B speeches. I'm busy, you shout through the door at Laertes. I'm leaving for France soon, he shouts back. Don't you want to say goodbye? Apparently not, you shout in reply. That's, that's siblings right there. That's exactly 100%. siblings. I'm leaving. Don't you want to say goodbye to me? Nope. Fuck off. He stomps back. Say bye to dad for me, okay? Okay, I will. You yell through the door. He storms off again. To France, I guess. Brothers, am I right? Return to your work. 323. You have no other choice. Why even do that then? Why split it up? Why do I have to turn pages if I had no other choice? I've had that in Choose Your Own Adventure books before. At your desk, you continue to work on your problem of the automatic heating of the castle. Hours turn into days. You're generally left alone by both your family and your boyfriend. Um, he left you on red. Oh, that's sad. Your father's ignoring you is no big deal. You're a little worried about Hamlet not stopping by. He has asked you to leave him alone for a while while he mourns. And then you've respected his wishes. But if you're going to be honest with yourself, you've also gotten really absorbed in this problem. You've decided to split it into sections, delivering heat and knowing when to deliver heat. That's really the entire question of life. It's like, to be or not to be. To how to deliver heat. All right, never mind. <laughs> it would be possible to put servants in every room and have them report when it's too cold, but that's expensive and unreliable. It depends on the servant, the warmth of their clothes, how much they love to lie to people. Jerks. You're wandering around the castle grounds when it hits you. 
You've been thinking about how water expands when it freezes and how it could be used to tell how cold it is. Did she just invent thermometers? Apparently. Good job, Ophelia. Ooh, Good job. I'm so smart with the science. Your father Polonius happens to wander by, talking to himself about the evils of drink, and you realize <gasps> alcohol will keep it from freezing. Nicely done, Dad. The right alcohol would expand literally, literally with heat, and by putting it in a cylindrical glass vial, you can measure it. Blah, blah, blah. You run back to your room to start working on a prototype. Just as you complete it, you hear a knock on the door. Who is it, you call? And oh my, who should answer from the other side of the door? Seriously, no, who should answer? Should it be your boyfriend, Hamlet? Your father, Polonius? Or your best friend? Dermonic Kenedmominus. Dramadice. Dramadicedums. Dums. Who? It's a real... Ooh, who do you want? Uh, we'll go with Hamlet. Oh, lover boy. How do you call your lover boy? Here, lover boy. I don't know what this is for, but we need to get to this ending because this is a pirate above deck and there's the ghost below deck. How do we get a pirate ghost ship? Exactly. So at least this guy understands that there should always be pirates. That's right. It's good. I feel like the pirates in the Hamlet are often overlooked. The often overlooked pirates of plot convenience. They're important. All right, you decide you want Hamlet to be on the other side of the door. Open it. Hamlet really is at the door. That's so freaky. How'd you do that? Hamlet steps into your room. You haven't seen each other for a while. It's so great to see him. You run up, throw your arms around him, and you kiss. It's just like old times. But the moment passes, and when you look at his face, you can see concern written all over it. He's troubled about something. Do you want to ask him what it is, or do you want to wait for him to tell you? Well, I know my Hamlet, and he's going to tell me whether I ask him or not. So you're just going to wait for him to start it up? Yes. That's probably a better plan. All right. You wait, doing nothing. He pulls away from you, holds you at arm's length. Listen, he says. And begins to unbutton his jacket. Oh, my. Taking off his garters. Oh, gosh, yes. He's actually doing it. He's... If this gets spicy, I'm stopping. <laughs> oh, my. He's taking off his garters. and Oh, yes, he's actually doing it. He's fouling his stockings. F-O-U-L-I-N-G. Fouling, right? Yes, fouling. Yes. He's like mussing them up. Okay, that's not what I thought. What'd you think he was doing? Jerking off into one? Pooping in them. It's always poop with me. You know that. <laughs> What's wrong, Hamlet? You ask in alarm. What do you say next? Sounds like an obvious question, but you ask it anyway. Why are you fouling your stockings? Instead of answering, he grabs you by the wrist. You come to the entirely obvious conclusion that he's not acting like himself. This is reinforced when the next few moments he moves his other hand to his forehead as if he might faint, but instead of fainting, he stares at you intensely. That is an emo teenager. That's Look, a 30-year-old emo teenager. If you'll just talk to me, we can, you begin. And he sighs again so loudly that it literally drowns out your words. 
Fine, weirdo. Let's play this wrist-holding game. Yay! You meet his eyes, and he sighs one of those ultimate sighs again. And then gets up and leaves with what can only be described as the creepiest way possible. Walking with his head wrenched over his shoulders so he can watch you as he crab walks out the door. <laughs> well, that's weird. So I think he just exorcist left the door. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. You have a choice to make, Ophelia. Maybe he's sick, so you decide to check in with your dad because he is annoying, but he does have some experience. Or you follow him and ask him what's wrong. Maybe you can help him sort some things out. Ask him what's wrong. Ask him what's wrong. I'm sorry. Ask him what's wrong. That's better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're playing a role. Get into it. You ask him what's wrong. And well, there's no other way to put this, so I'll give it to you straight. Hamlet tells you about a spooky ghost and that Claudius is pretender to the throne. Mm. Murdered. Murder. Tells him about murder. Murder most foul. Yes. I'll be frank. That sounds crazy. A ghost. Murder. But he is your friend and lover. Ugh, I hate it when people say that. That kind of shit is gross. Like, he's my lover. <laughs> as gently as you can, you tell him you're pretty sure ghosts don't exist. That seems to give him pause. He admits he's never actually asked the ghost for information. Only his dad would know. That would be something that would be important. How come that wasn't asked? I'll come with you tonight, sweetie, you say. We'll go together. And if the ghost shows up, we'll figure out what to do. He says, okay, smiling. All right, let's go see that ghost. Are you excited to see your ghost? I am. I am! But, God, that is perfect. Perfect, Ophelia. I knew! <laughs> Evening comes and Hamlet leads you to the spot outside where we first saw the ghost. We have to wait until around uh, midnight, he says, and I think that's when he normally shows up. To pass time, you play a storytelling game. All right, okay. It's one word at a time. Once you begin, upon a time, there was a beautiful prince who wanted to kiss his girlfriend. That's cheating, you say. And then you're kissing. <laughs> Two choices. Make out for a while or don't make out. Because, and you can't believe you're saying this, what if the ghost catches you making out? Oh, we're definitely going to make out for a while. Oh, yes, scandally clad. I don't know, but he's probably fouling his stockings right now. You make out for a while. What turns out to be quite a while, as the night is warm and the stars are stunning, and there's no bugs, despite the flesh. <laughs> what? Okay. And before you know it, you've totally made out as much as you possibly can. Nice. You fall asleep in each other's arm. If the ghost exists, and one really does show up, he certainly will have the good grace to leave you alone for your makeout. Also, he was probably embarrassed. You were both way naked. Nice. <laughs> the two of you return to the same spot the next evening and the evenings after that. But it becomes more a date night and less of a, like a specter from beyond the grave waits to <laughs> wants to get some murders done thing. <laughs> I've used that before, right? Lure a girl to a field just to hmm. see whether see whether uh, she wants never, to murder yeah. somebody. Yeah, like oh, let's go wait. These aliens told me to murder people. Let's watch together and see if they do it again. And then you end and up then, just making out. <laughs> 
Then shit gets smooth. Sometimes shit's just got to get smooth. <laughs> Claudius and Polonius are not exactly thrilled about the two of you being together, but on the flip side, any urges to commit regicide that were floating around have begun to fade, too. You talk about it often, the whole encounter with a ghost. If it really did happen, it takes on a quality of a dream. You move in together. You finalize the invention of your alcohol thermometer. <laughs> While it's not the largest, you do live in the most comfortable estate in the entire country, thanks to heating money. <laughs> <laughs> one bright summer day, as the two of you walk through the castle garden, you get down on one knee and he says, Sweetie, you're the most important person in my life. I can't imagine living without you, and I want to make you as happy as you make me every day. Let's get married. Oh, yes, Hammy! <laughs> it's not the best proposal, nor is it the most traditional wedding, but it's wonderful and perfect, and you're happy. You don't invite Claudius to the wedding. Well, he is a later, bitch. He's a bitch. Claudius falls ill with some sort of lung disease, and his doctors are unable to treat him effectively. He passes away a few months later, and the two of you become king and queen of Denmark. Your first child's name is Alex. Born five months later, you live happy ever after. The end. Yay! Yay! You got a good Ooh, ending! Yay! Excellent! It says turn to page 156. Aww. Look, it's a picture of Hamlet and Ophelia kissing with a thermometer. With a thermometer. So, <clears throat> hot take. Hot take. How much better would the real Hamlet have been if Ophelia was a science major? Way better. How much how, how much more likely is Hamlet to live if Ophelia just makes out with him instead of listening to him? A lot better. A lot better. So, Hamlet's an angsty teen, right? A 30-year-old angsty teen. 30-year-old emo teenager. And like all emo teenagers, he just had to get some. Yeah, that's really it. And then he stopped thinking about killing people. Yeah. And then eventually... His uncle got the damp lung anyway, and... Because the temperatures inside the castle weren't regulated by the thermometer. Exactly. And that's why Ophelia that and Hamlet stayed guy. plenty healthy for a long period of time, because they didn't get the damp lung. It's true. It's true. This is a weird book. It's excellent. It's fantastic. It's excellent. It's excellent. Now I have to decide if we're going to be Hamlet. Well... What we should probably do, we've, we're at like the 43 minute mark. Should we stop? So that's a, so that's a legit episode. Yeah, nice. And. Hey, we did it without a Greenlee. We did it without a Greenlee. We've gone a full, almost 45 minutes of Greenlee free radio for you folks. Um, it stayed on-ish topic. Yeah, I think we did a fairly good job of, you know. Keeping it I, real. We did have a couple of moments, but still. I haven't said anything truly crude. Even when talking about high schoolers having sex. I don't even think I swore as much. Hmm. Maybe it's Chase Do we have and to Cassie. Step up? Do you think we have to step up our game because they're too wholesome? That could be. It's Chase and so Cassie. So we feel we, we have, have to... to go more overboard because Yeah, they're... they pull down our... our, our uh, hedonistic average and we have to up the ante we have to bring up we have yeah. to bring it back up a notch because of yeah they kill the bell curve the wrong way yep uh because of some weak ass greenly shit that is some weak ass greenly shit 
but we love them and we're happy that they're a part of our podcast. Um, may- yes, it's not the same without them. One, we never would have been able to start this without Chase because you and I know f- knew fuck all about recording <laughs> a goddamn podcast. We needed Chase to get going. And right. I do love the the text I, today. Hey, uh, how, how do we do this? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do we do this without Chase? Um, uh, without having Chase to set things up. Um, and I mean, the first couple of recordings we made pre Cassie becoming just an official member of the podcast were not as good. Nope, not at all. Overall, her. overall, the quality of the podcast is increased by Greenlees, but also the amount of, uh, uh, the amount of swearing and we're not so well, you and I are just playing off each other. We don't have them to impress. We need an audience. That's true. That's true. We need a live audience. A live studio audience. Somebody that we can bother. Well, face we had talked about. Once upon a time, a live Shakespeare. Um, we should, yeah, and, we were going to do it at the, the Alistair. But then the the pandemic hit. Oh yeah, we talked about doing it at Ice Tier. Um, Stupid. And then COVID. then the goddamn Rona came around and you know dashed all our hopes of doing that. Well, now that you know theoretically COVID is getting under control, we can we could have a. A vaccine-filled show. We can start maybe putting it back on the on the table. Oh, I like it. Maybe we can do a a Shakespeare recorded before a live studio audience, like a ninety. Do we have canned laughter still? Well, yeah, we're not going to let the audience laugh. We're just going to have uh, you know, a laugh track. Good. 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 I need a laugh track. The audience just sits there and stares at us quietly while they drink their beers. And every time that we expect laughter, we just play it. I think that's perfect. That way they don't laugh when they're not supposed to. Or at us. Or, yeah. Instead of with us. Yeah, instead of with us. And they they laugh when they are supposed to, because we play the laughter when we deserve it. Well, you've been at those shows. So I remember doing a Plastic Shatner show. We were invited. They, They asked us to come. And it was this sorority. They asked us to come, and there were like 30 or 40 sisters there. So they had to know what they were getting, because they invited you. Exactly. And they all sat like... Stone-faced. Two or three seats away from each other, stone-faced. It was awful. They were terrible It was the first time... You needed them to yes and your performance. I know. That was the first time that Jesse decided to be a bat. And run into the wall over and over again to see if he could make him laugh. And he would get chuckles. I slid across a desk. Look, I, belly, I once got the... Belly slid. I once got the plastic Shatner's banned from Easy Street, so... I'm proud of you. Well... Proud of you. Upstairs at Easy Street before it was called Grumpy Days. What was it before that? Just Easy Street? It was just upstairs at Easy Street. Yeah. It was just upstairs. I remember going to a comedy show there, and one of your friends, he had this, I am from Bebon, I smoke of the Winstons, and it's been like 20 years, and that shit is still in my head. That was Asher. That was Asher McCord, 
used to My name is... say oh. that he was um, from Babon. Bon. A smoke out of Winston. Winston. Yeah. So, and every time I see like a Winston cigarette you think display, that. you think of that. I'm like, I'm from Babon. And I don't even know why it was so funny, but it was fucking hilarious. 20 years later, still in my stupid brain. Asher breaks. was a funny guy. Still a funny guy. I still talk to Asher. Oh, good. Good. He never knew who I was. Any of the, like, Probably 30 still or doesn't. 40 times. 30 or 40 times I met him. Probably Didn't know still who doesn't. Um, Probably still doesn't. But yeah, so um, that has been That's about it. So one more shout out. Shout out real quick. Not, or to be or not to be. By Ryan North. He's also got a Romeo and Juliet one. Go buy it. It's really funny. It's funny. There's as, a whole it's lot. Funny as hell. It's funny as hell. There's a whole lot more in here. Pictures alone, like, there's one point in time, there's a picture of a horse with a little arrow that just says you. Ophelia's head gets popped off. Like, the poster for the murder of Gonzago <laughs> is amazing. That's fantastic. Like, I'm probably going to send this to you for Christmas this year. I, I was saying, I need to get a copy of that book. It's good. It's good. So Very enjoyable. But um, thanks for hanging out with me, Ryan. Thanks now for I'm hanging out with me. Now I'm just not the creepy, creepy girl sitting in her library drinking Drink, beer drinking by Drinking by yourself. I did send Chris out to find me Summer Teeth today, because it's my favorite. Oh, well, I mean, Summer Teeth is pretty easy for me to find because I live, you know. In Columbus. Well, I don't live in Columbus. I live south of Columbus. Close enough. Close enough. It's not hard to find up here, but I've been on a real Ohio beer kick, and this one's really doing it for me. I usually, like, Ohio beers and Michigan beers, that's pretty much... I've just, without even planning it, like, Rheingeist Cheetah. That's a good one. This Summer Teeth, while I can get it, um, (laughs) that, uh, Pendragon. Oh, yeah, the, the Welsh rarebit. Yeah, the Welsh rare bit from Pendragon. Well, see, because I started out the the night I was drinking a, a Brewdog Cannon Blast, which is a beer that they made for the Blue Jackets. Nice. Um, Scottish brewery, but their U.S. operation is 20 minutes from me in Canal Winchester. Um, and those guys make really good beer. And they also had a show for a little while called Brewdogs which was them going around and visiting different breweries and brewing a weird beer with the brewery. It's your dream job. I know. Um, super jealous of those guys. And they're Scottish, which is cool as hell anyway. That's your dream nationality. <laughs> I, I want to magically become a Scottish brewer who just goes and makes uh, fuck-off beers. They Actually, one of the episodes, they went to Germany and brewed a, an anti-Reinheitsgebot beer. So, Ryan Heights about being the Bavarian purity laws. They had, they set out to brew a beer that had none of the things that the Ryan Heights Kabat said made up beer. So, they did an anti. So, they used, instead of water, they smushed up cucumbers. Like, juiced, (laughs) they juiced cucumbers. Um, dumb. <laughs> they had like an apothecary make them a bittering agent instead of hops. I don't remember what. I feel like you have to really go out of your way. Yeah, I don't remember what they did. Well, because 
Well, hops actually as a bittering agent didn't start for a long time after beer was a thing. There, I actually have an entire book of like different herbs to grow as bittering agents to use instead of hops. I don't like too hoppy of a beer. There's a lot of recipes in that book that, like, you know, let's brew this without hops. Um, and use some other herb as a bittering agent. Because that's what they did before hops kind of became the unified thing. And that was because of Germany with the Rhein Heizkabat. They started doing hops as their bittering agent. And that's... Stupid Germans and their stupid rules. Fuck them. Yeah. It's such a Scottish thing to do to be like, fuck all your rules. Well, they, uh, and these guys, they, uh, you know, they have a thing called equity for punks and that you can buy equity in BrewDog. And like, basically you buy like shares of the company. How many do you own? I don't actually yet. Um, I haven't had the money at the right time to be able to, you know, make that purchase, but soon. They have a hotel here, just like 20 minutes away from me, called in Canal Winchester, that's the BrewDog Hotel. Is that the one where you can bring your dog? I'm uh, pretty sure you can take your dog, and also the showers have beer fridges built in. Why didn't you just buy that? Why didn't you just move in there? I should have. I don't think Hannah wants to have a beer shower every time, though. And it doesn't have to be every time, but you need the option there's to a have beer it any time. There's a beer fridge in the shower in the hotel. You could do that. You're handy. I could. I could put a fridge in my shower if I really wanted to. <laughs> Hannah would be like, fucking knock it off, bad. She would. She would, yeah. Stop. Don't. She would, make the, she would make the trade. She'd be like, all right, beer, sh- beer fridge in the shower, but I get to have a goat. Well, we live in town, so she can't have a goat, so that means I can't have the beer fridge in the shower. Well, well. Choices. I mean. Choices. Just call it a dog. Tell him you didn't know. <laughs> I'm blind. It's my dog. (laughs) 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 Podcast is over. Goat out front should have told you. (laughs) 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 All right. That's a good time to call it. This has been Shakespeare. I'm Beth Roars. I'm Ryan Halfill. The missing voices are the Greenleys. Sad. Say hi, Chase. Hi. Oh, dicks. Oh, dicks. (laughs) I'm Cassie. I like books. I'm a librarian. They're uh They bought a new they're house. Gonna be so, they bought they're house. gonna be so they're gonna be so proud of us. They, they bought a house and they are hectic and Cassie is directing Godspell, I think, right now. Yeah. And their life yeah. is just crazy. So um That's it. That's it. You got us. Um if All you right. listen to this for Chase and Cassie, I'm sorry. Next time it'll be better, I promise. Or it won't. Who knows? Or it won't. Who knows? Yeah. God, they wouldn't leave us alone again, are they? Oh, yeah, I mean, they might. You never know. All right. All right. Let's get good night, there. John Boy. Say good night, John Boy. Night, Paul. Take a dip in the cement pond. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.